This podcast is sponsored by Aurora Packaging Solutions, a global packaging solutions provider leading the transition to a more sustainably packaged future. They specialize in developing packaging and visual communication solutions that reduce the impact on the environment and bring sustainability goals to life. With a focus on partnership and service, they create a custom solution for your business. To learn more, please visit www.ororapackaging.com. Welcome to Sustainable Packaging with Corey Connors. Today's guest is my friend, Mr. Pierre Pazler, the co-founder of Notpla. How are you, sir? Yeah, very good. Thanks for having me. It's it's an honor to see you again. We we met a long time ago back in the days of Clubhouse with uh, Adam Peake and Avelia Matos and uh, uh, Sean Drew and all of these fun characters who uh, got us through the pandemic and talking about sustainable packaging. But tell us a little bit about yourself, sir. I'm excited to to tell the world about you. Yeah, so I'm one of the co-founders of Notpla. In a nutshell, Notpla is a sustainable packaging startup using seaweed and plants as an alternative to singulus plastics. And just for kind of like context, I actually started my career in plastics. So I was a packaging engineer, was working for L'Oreal, the cosmetics company, like working on launches of skincare products and sunscreens and so on with boxes and bottles, all made of plastic, hundreds of millions. And certainly like they will be around for the next kind of like few hundred years. So after kind of like a, a little bit of kind of like uh, learning the ropes in the industry, I think I realized that I felt a bit disconnected with the reality of those of those products and the materials that were used for making them. So I, I quit my job and I came to London to study a master's at Imperial College and Royal College of Arts, where I met my co-founder Rodrigo, who's a, a designer and architect by background. So until this point, no link with seaweed whatsoever. <laughs> And during our, our, our masters, we got really interested in basically like the idea of making packaging that would feel more like a fruit than like mm. an industrial container. And so we started kind of like experimenting with, in a way, like no lab, no access to kind of like specific machinery. So the place of experimentation was our kitchen and our raw materials was whatever was kind of like available to buy for making food. And so that limited us greatly, but also it gave us kind of like really clear, like safeguards in terms of not introducing anything that would not be like from the realm of like food. Mm -hmm. And after a lot of kind of like funny experimentation and very weird dinners where friends would come and not really know what was going to, <laughs> we, we, we stumbled upon some of the building blocks for, for, for Notpla, the technology that is used for making fake caviar is mm. kind of like fake, fake little kind of like fish eggs that was invented by Unilever in the 1920s to make, yeah, basically like a very cheap food product by using an extract from brown seaweed and mm. mixing it with, with a salt and at the moment that these two kind of like come together, they form a little bubble that encapsulates a little bit of kind of like in this case, kind of like uh, fish egg flavored liquid. Mm. But actually, it's relatively easy to to kind of like replicate this in, in your kitchen. And we, we started to kind of like source some of those brown seaweed extracts and, and, and create some bubbles in our own kitchen and realized that like we could actually make them bigger and bigger. So we didn't have to just make droplets sized products. And that was really the starting point for for this whole adventure of Notpla. We we came up with the first kind of like let's say kind of like cherry tomato sized bubbles that were mm -hmm. encapsulating water at that point, and 
surprisingly that extract is transparent so it was basically like a transparent cherry tomato that contains water very weird <laughs> but kind of magical because it was this little membrane that was like essentially like a food so it was packaging you can eat and the fact wow. that you could eat this packaging really made kind of like i think a huge impression on like people who saw the the, the video that we made about this little kind of like experimentation in our kitchen that went absolutely viral uh, to our surprise because we didn't really expect it was not very refined. It was very much kind of like a, a student experiment at that point. Mm. But the fact that you could like create these edible bubbles that contain water that you could like eat packaging that really kind of like was something that I think uh, caught people's attention. And that really got us kind of like started thinking we can't leave it just in the kitchen it's got to kind of like become a real solution and we've got to bring this to kind of like a place where you can actually replace some plastic. And so, yeah, after we, we graduated, we decided to kind of like work on this as, as a startup and, and there's been a lot of kind of like evolution since then. <laughs> you've, you've made some big changes. This is very exciting. And you're right. The beauty industry has a very challenging road ahead for towards sustainability. So that makes sense to come from L'Oreal and, and, and be aggressively moving towards sustainable packaging. And in your case, even edible packaging, which is amazing. I'm so excited to learn about this. And I want to talk a little bit about what, which materials this, your product could replace that would be a, a big jump towards sustainability. Yeah. So let me give you a, a quick kind of like round trip of some of the solutions we're, we're working on. So yeah. as I mentioned, like we started with this little kind of like bubble, this product mm -hmm. we call OHO, because that's actually the, 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 the sound of surprise that people kind of like make when they see it. So it's like, oh, so we're like, okay. <laughs> I love and that. So, Basically, we, we started realizing that this was like potentially really great for a lot of applications, but also like not suitable for a lot of other applications. We've, we've kind of like focused on places where this makes sense to replace plastic, right? And one of those places is for marathons. Mm. So if you've seen kind of like one of those big mass participation races, there's kind of like plastic on the floor everywhere. It's actually kind of like quite dangerous. People kind of like to, to their ankle and, and so on. <clears throat> so... We were like, if we can deliver water or energy gels to tens of thousands of runners in a day, we could sell, save kind of like potentially like hundreds of thousands of kind of like single-use plastics in just one event. Yeah. And in this case, you don't need to have something that has like a three-year shelf life. You don't need to have something that is going to be kind of like going through a super crazy supply chain. So the somewhat kind of like more nature-like features of the seaweed were actually compatible with this particular application. Um, and so excitingly, after kind of having done a lot of kind of like marathons ourselves, including the London Marathon, and kind of like seeing that people are really excited about this idea of like practicing their sport without using plastic, mm -hmm. we're now partnering with like the, the global sports retailer Decathlon, and wow. we are kind of developing a range of energy gels. So little kind of like bubbles that contain essentially like a, a dose of kind of like energy gel. And these wow. are edible. And that So can you explain that? Uh, what it, Can you describe it for people that are just listening? <laughs> so essentially like it is a pillow shaped bubble that contains a liquidy energy gel. Typically you would see those in like aluminum foil, plastic laminate sachet. Mm -hmm. that you have to kind of like 
maybe kind of like bite off the the corner or use two hands. Right. So the magic decathlon was very keen to first of all replace the plastic, but also to have something that was just usable with one hand. If you're mm-hmm. if you're cycling because you're doing a triathlon or if you're kind of like practicing any sport that requires kind of like a lot of balance, you don't want to have to use both hands to actually use uh, a, right. a piece of plastic. So the fact that you could grab this from your pocket and you could eat the whole thing in one gesture wow. and not have to throw away a piece of plastic was something that we were they were really excited about. So we are definitely kind of like excited about this partnership. And in this case, we are initially targeting kind of like events. Mm-hmm. But we are we, we've also worked a lot with the brand to adapt the the content of their energy gel to be more suitable with the like somewhat limited barrier properties of our seaweed so that right. we actually have something that like meets in the middle to enable those most sustainable kind of like packaging solutions like ours Incredible. to uh, exist on the market rather than like using super kind of like fragile like colorants and and fragrances and flavors and kind of like active ingredients that require three layers of different plastics because they are kind of like very kind of like easy to to degrade so there is there is a bit of like a two-way street if we want to enable more sustainable packaging solutions mm. that truly are natural biodegradable even edible that that's a bit kind of like a, a necessary step in some cases it's it's exciting to have this new technology was there a learning curve where the first time you brought these did runners say what is this i don't what are you what are you handing me <laughs> there is definitely kind of like a, a great deal of kind of like improvement we've done on like onboarding and preparing people to the fact that it's going to be a different format that like we don't force anyone to eat packaging packaging is very often here not to be eaten it's here to protect mm-hmm. but just like in fruits a lot of time like we don't eat the the the, the fruit peel so actually, it's not that weird uh, when you think of it in the world of kind of like fruit and veg. And right. often when we work with brands, we we tend to kind of like provocatively say, if your products were fruits, what kind of fruits would they be? And let's create. <laughs> and so I think that like we see that in marathons, maybe about like half of the runners will eat the, the packaging hmm. and the other half will throw it on the ground. But again, yeah. like once it's on the ground, it's made from like the the polymers that are naturally present in the seaweed. So these polymers have been around for kind of like a billion years on this planet. So nature has no problem to break them down in a variety of different ways, different microbes, different organisms. So unlike bioplastics like PLA or PHA that are kind of like considered plastic under the the EU kind of like definition of, of, of plastic, this is really a natural polymer, just like cellulose that makes paper is a natural polymer. I think it's going to be a huge part of the future of sustainable packaging. I'm so excited to get to to interview you and talk to you again. Do you see that there's maybe some retail products that that could could use this kind of material? Like like those gels that you talked about, maybe they'd have a shorter shelf life, but they'd still be available in a store? Well, sure. So I think that what we've realized is that our our membrane, the, the film, is actually like has limited whatever what water vapor barrier properties mm-hmm. it has pretty good oxygen barrier properties it has like obviously kind of like the functionality of grouping things so there, there's a whole host of things that actually could kind of like work very well with this as a plastic replacement so with our kind of like our film 
we're now targeting a range of different applications where typically like the properties are good enough. So we are introducing a first range of like soluble films for detergent powders and concentrate cleaning products with a company called Mac in, in the UK. But we're going to expand this to essentially kind of like applications in dry food, applications in kind of like, yeah, like cleaning products and applications in cosmetics, where there is already a lot of kind of like products that meet the requirement in terms of kind of like compatibility and, and, and barrier properties. Seaweed is the future. It's it's amazing. I, I wanted to say congratulations on winning the Earthshot Prize, a million dollars. Wow. <laughs> congratulations. Well done and well deserved. Now, it's been a super exciting year. Obviously, we are usually honored by this this prize. I think it's also a prize that like has such a like a, an amazing story. It's really looking at like this this decisive decisive decade, the, the the next kind of like eight years because it was like year number two that that we won the, the surprise. But like the the next eight years are gonna represent like another kind of like round of short winners that like are critical to get us in a position where we are not destroying planetary health the way we are doing now. Yeah. And I think that being part of this group, this cohort is is has been absolutely amazing. Don't get me wrong, the, the million kind of like pound check is very, very valuable. <laughs> yes. But beyond that, it's really the like the level of credibility that it gives us and the gravitas, because very often, especially in like in the industry, it's so easy for us to be kind of like treated as the, the last priority to always be kind of like pushed back to next month or whatever it is. And I think that like when we need partners to really kind of like work with us closely to enable those technologies to work at scale, we, we've seen that like, yeah, getting the prints kind of like mm. to a seal of approval on this has <laughs> made difference in people wanting to be part of this winning solution. We need, well said, we need attention for these new concepts for consumers to get on board. But I got to ask about Prince William. He seems like such a cool person, and you've you've got you've got to spend quite a bit of time with him lately. Huh. What's he like? Tell us about him. So it's it's been a bit surreal because it's true that like we have probably kind of like seen him like five six times since the, <laughs> the, the royal family. But so I think like we've been lucky because we are the the first kind of like Earthshot winner who's located in in the UK and in London. So actually, like by the sheer proximity we have with the like where the Earthshot Prize team is based and and the Prince, we've had like a few opportunities to kind of like spend some some time with him. He actually came to visit our office and spent like an hour and a half going from the lab to kind of like the the workshop, producing kind of like some products himself, talking to our partner. So really, really amazing in terms of kind of like dedication to like furthering the cause that he's kind of like like that he's kind of like supporting with this this surprise in terms of like him personally it's incredible that like he's so switched on about this topic so it really is something that i think like runs through this family i think they deeply care about like sustainability he's he's kind of like father as well was kind of like very much kind of like a a pioneer in kind of like raising awareness around the the kind of like planetary health issues so you can really feel that it it doesn't come as some sort of like quick like way of branding a bit kind of like the the the, the royal family as as like taking a little bit of part in this sustainability revolution we need but it's yeah. really coming from kind of like a deep interest 
he even kind of like knows surprisingly like a lot about seaweed and i think he's kind of like <laughs> been like researching a lot and getting really kind of like deep into looking at all the solutions how he can help himself accelerate them it's so, real when he came to the office we ended up having pizza in the kind of like <laughs> the pizzeria next door and he was just kind of like chatting about how he can like personally help us by connecting us with like, for example, he's like, like he's the patron of the football association in the UK. So he was like, oh, I'll just kind of like make sure that I mention it at the next board meeting. Incredible, <laughs> right? When like, when business development is done by Prince William, you're getting some <laughs> high level interest. So you, yeah, you can really feel that like he's very genuine about it. He seems like he truly cares, and uh, you're right. It didn't. I, I've been following you closely uh, as uh, for years, but to see how genuinely the time he spent seemed uh, very valuable to him, uh, not just you and your team. But I, I agree. He seems like he absolutely cares about the planet and wants to make a huge impact. Let's talk about all those samples that you showed me before we started. I'm really excited to sh share with the audience some of the different things other than just not just the one thing that you have, but you have coatings for to-go packaging, look like utensils. Let's go over those. Yeah. For sure. So essentially, like once we had realized the potential of seaweed for the application of like encapsulating water and energy gel for running events, we got really excited about the fact that this could apply to other types of single-use plastics. And at that point, we were working quite closely with Just Eat, the like home delivery kind of like, like food platform. Mm. And one of the things that they were sharing with us is that one of the, the struggle is that all of the food comes in packaging that is either wholly kind of like made from plastic, or even if it's cardboard, it's never just cardboard. It's cardboard right. with a thin coating made from, from plastic because mm -hmm. cardboard its own doesn't hold the grease and the moisture of the food. So that really got us like started on working how we could apply our seaweed as a as a coating onto cardboard to make the entire kind of like like food service box mm -hmm. essentially kind of like plastic free. And that's been something that we've been kind of like really exciting to develop. So this is kind of like this this product that we are now kind of like producing at scale. And again, like this is cardboard on the outside, but inside there is this thin, shiny layer of kind of like seaweed that replaces the need for either petrochemically derived plastics like PE or bioplastics like PLA, or even more kind of like sneaky. But recently there is this new thing called aqueous coatings that mm -hmm. has been exploding on the market. Basically, it's a very kind of like clever marketing way to say that it's at one point contained water because it's aqueous dispersion coating, but it doesn't tell you anything about what it's made of. Right. And when you read the small print, it's actually polyacrylate and polystyrene in microplastic <laughs> form that Jeez. are applied onto the surface of those boxes to give the resistance to the kind of like water and grease. So wow. it's actually like the worst of both worlds because in this case, those boxes uh, that are kind of like predominantly cardboard the best kind of like end of life often is recycling to get the fibers back and give yeah. them a new life. But you can imagine that when you actually recycle something that is coated with microplastics, that microplastics goes straight into the wastewater, mm -hmm. straight into our rivers and our oceans, uh, where it will stay for kind of like hundreds of years. So actually by kind of like uh, introducing those microplastic coatings, we're just kind of like making our microplastics problem even worse. So, We've been really excited to, for this product, actually introduce a technology that 
is a retrofit into the industry. So we are applying this at scale with like a, a curtain coating technology with partners that already have factories that are kind of like uh, available at scale so that we can start making these products at large scale right away without having to wait for a new factory to be built. And right. that's a bit the way we imagine to, to work, to bring our materials as a, as a replacement for uh, plastic or synthetic additives and then kind of like use the existing infrastructure. Today, I think we've put like over 3 million of those boxes on the market in wow. eight countries in Europe. So we're really starting to get some nice traction, but it's still early days because obviously it takes a little while to get kind of like the contracts and everyone understanding what we are doing. A lot of people believe that they're actually using already plastic-free solutions yeah. when they're not. But we are seeing like a, a very kind of like fast acceleration on this front. And we have like a, like built a team that comes from like all our competitors with people bringing a lot of kind of space. So people are really kind of like joining this, this solution as, as a vouching for the fact that it is the next gen. It is plastic free. It is kind of like helping us switch away from this addiction we have with, with plastic. Right. Amazing. Uh, can you show the uh, side of that uh, box, uh, that to go container for us yeah. and re and read what it, read your, read your slogan there. What's that say? Yeah. So simple, guilt-free disposal. So basically like wherever it's possible to recycle, it's the best way. So we say like wipe clean and recycle with card or throw it in your home compost. Wow. We know inevitably that things will end up in nature. And that's why we test kind of like our materials in a kind of like standard kind of like uh, warmery, no specific <laughs> conditions of temperature right. or anything to see what happens. And actually like within 30 days, our kind of like materials completely turn into, into compost. We wow. even recently got the chance of testing our material in a simulation of a gray whale gut like next level biodegradability studies incredible uh, and and we passed kind of like easily this test because again seaweed is plentiful in the ocean so that's yeah. not like it's the first time that like the whale has kind of like eaten some seaweed so, <laughs> so it really is kind of like about using abundant natural materials that nature already has fully kind of like taken into into account in the natural cycle of life and not introducing something that it's never seen for more than like 10, 30, 50 years, because then that's when we create problems. It, to me, it seems like the best case scenario. I mean, to be able to recycle this uh, curbside with any cardboard stream, which is, in as far as I know, one of the top, one of the easiest things to recycle globally, one of the most established supply chains of the circular economy, paper and, and cardboard and corrugated, all of those things as far as I know, are are one of the best solutions for a sustainable packaging. And then to add on the fact that you can throw this in your compost bin at home, if it's just soiled beyond cleanliness, <laughs> beyond repair, I think this is, the, it's the future. I, I'm so excited for you and and for your team and and all that you've got going. Tell what's next. Uh, you've got, you've got some other things. Yeah. So what's next is looking at uh, more rigid applications. So mm -hmm. up until now, we had been developing a lot of flexible solutions. So our initial OHO bubble, but also like flexible films for making sachets, mm -hmm. using the heat sealable properties of our film to be able to kind of like go through verti vertical forming, filling, sealing machines and so on. But increasingly, we work in to find ways to use 
our material in, in more standard kind of like processes like injection molding or extrusion. And so we've been able to develop like a pellet that is kind of like able to be injection molded. The first application that we are working on is disposable cutlery, especially because this is very closely linked to the business that we are developing with the, the boxes for kind of like food service. There's also kind of like some interesting changes in legislation. Uh, in the UK, they're getting banned from like 1st of October. In the Netherlands, they have already been banned since kind of like a few months. And there's definitely kind of like a lot of countries that are looking at eliminating those types of single-use plastics. So having the, in, the ability to introduce something that is natural, that is not plastic, and that is kind of like biodegradable is, is really like of interest for a lot of our clients. Hmm. But we're not just looking at, at like cutlery. I think that like injection molding is such a wide spectrum of, of kind of like products that we're really excited to see what else we're going to be able to do with our pellets. So we have some kind of like developments around kind of like closures, around kind of like applicators, different types of kind of like items that might have a chance of ending up in the environment and where you don't want to kind of like don't want to leave plastic behind so one of the funny applications we've kind of like started with is uh, golf tees because <laughs> those you just kind of like smash them or leave them behind to get lost and actually this, this in this case the material is soluble within kind of like a few kind of like days so at the next rain it will just kind of like solubilize and become fertilizer for the grass in in the, in the gulf so Amazing. that's kind of like really exemplifying again the fact that if we have something that works within nature we're not creating waste we're just kind of like letting nature take this to the next cycle hmm. and and yeah like there's still kind of like a, a long road ahead in terms of optimizing properties for more demanding applications but for a number of kind of like like applications where uses within kind of like a few minutes that's that's something we can already do and we are looking for more partners working to kind of like use our pellets in lots of different ways that's exciting i i'd sure like to uh introduce you to the team at aurora packaging and we'll we'll come up with some amazing things to do around the world to in, improve sustainable packaging so very exciting pierre thank you so much for your time uh what's the best way for people to get in touch with you and your team yeah, so best way is to contact us directly from the website. If you want to kind of like give us a bit of context on what you're doing, it's on notpla.com. But you can find us on like social at notpla, and we'll be happy to kind of like explore how we could help remove some of that plastic that you might want to eliminate. Very exciting. And thank you, Aurora Packaging, for sponsoring this podcast. Pierre, I'm I'm honored to be a, a friend of yours and excited to, for your future. Stay tuned for more. Thank you all. This episode is sponsored by Specrite, the first purpose-built platform for specification management. So much has changed when it comes to packaging, and there's a new book to help you stay ahead of the curve. The Evolution of Products and Packaging, written by longtime packaging executive Mr. Matthew Wright helps you unpack industry trends and explains how you can use data to drive packaging, innovation, and sustainability. Download your free copy today at specright.com backslash book. That's S-P-E-C-R-I-G-H-T dot com backslash book.